Hello and welcome to another episode of Stream Wars, our thought leader series, where we learn from industry experts about the latest trends and challenges from across the convergent TV space. Hosted by Michael Beach. Today, I'm joined by Mallory Armstrong. Mallory is the head of global TV data strategy at Yahoo. Mallory is a rock star in the space with a wide range of experience from Comscore to Brightroll and currently Yahoo. In our talk, we covered the challenges and opportunities for cross-screen measurement, what the future media buyer looks like, and much more. Please enjoy my conversation, Mallory Armstrong. All right, Mallory, welcome to Screen Wars. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We'll uh, start you off with a couple of questions here. We ask all our guests, um, kind of give us a little background on how you end up where you are today. Sure. So um, today I am at Yahoo and I lead our data strategies and partnerships specifically in the advanced TV space and um, kind of a blend with how we think about measurement as well. That really started because my first career in digital media was at Comscore, which at the time um, that I was part of Comscore, I came in in ad operations and they were very much a leader in the space and the gold standard, especially for digital ratings. They're kind of the digital complement to Nielsen. Um, and I joined at a time that was just really pivotal, pivotal to the industry because we were transitioning from the web-based rankings to informing campaign level audience validation through our validated campaign essentials product, which is now cross screen as their CCR product. Um, so it's really been kind of like a full circle. And uh, that was just a really great foundation to starting out in digital media because with ad operations, you literally learn the back end of how the space works. You're understanding the tag dynamics and ad servers, how cookies are rendered, especially with Comscore having their own panel. I became really familiar with panel dynamics and how to tie that data together and do correlation or uh, calibration to do model out to census. Um, and that measurement background with that data coupling has been really with me this whole time. And it helped me when I moved into Bright Rural. The team at Bright Rural had recruited me in to take the measurement angle from more of a product side. And um, so it was great because I went from being on the vendor side and understanding measurement deeply to flipping into the media space, but specifically with programmatic. And again, being very fortunate that Brightroll was one of the first pioneers in that space and um, just a huge video platform and uh, specifically carving out how programmatic was going to be done in the video space. As part of that team, I really focused on the way you productize measurement. So doing integrations in the Bright Roll ad tech with our third-party measurement partners, um, such as Nielsen and, and Comscore, and then also supporting the go-to-market and packaging our first-party analytics suite with, with Bright Roll Insights. Um, and those two things, honestly, have been like just really the two puzzle pieces that snapped together really nicely as I moved into Yahoo, because Yahoo, of course, acquired Brightroll and um, where Brightroll was, you know, an independent platform. So everything depended on third party and partnerships. Getting into Bright or Yahoo, Yahoo is one of the <laughs> leading companies in the media space as well, but from a first party consumer standpoint. So all of a sudden I uh, was able to take my love of building and I got some of the best building blocks there are in this space with the proprietary data that we have under Yahoo, 
um, and then further kind of power through additional partnerships that are still very important to us. And um, especially for me, this has been a great area to leverage that kind of startup background to help Yahoo tackle some of the high growth uh, initiatives and areas in our company, such as the advanced TV space, which is what I really focus on right now, especially because those spaces rely on data innovation to bring solutions to market. Absolutely. Well, everyone's going to obviously be familiar with Yahoo, the company, but why don't you kind of give us background on what encompasses Yahoo today? You know, what's kind of core challenge you're solving and kind of who your customer looks like? Yeah, of course. I was going to say, um, so most people will probably know Yahoo because, again, Yahoo was one of the first companies and probably considered like a founding father of the internet. Um, What some people might not realize is that you know, the, the benefit of having Yahoo be a consumer first company, it's really important in how it extends into us now as an advertiser, where we have this unique lens because essentially we're a consumer first advertising model and that we deeply respect that in relationship and the data handling. We know the privacy. We've always been very privacy centric. And um, so you know, as the industry is now faced with understanding these different dynamics that are coming our way from the policy updates and uh, Chromageddon, we've been in a unique position to have already been pretty thoughtful about it uh, and be uniquely positioned. So that that part of our business is really going to be important to where we go in the future. Um, but the area that I specifically am really focused in is in the advanced TV and measurement space. So of course identity is hugely important to that because that's the starting point and being able to kind of stitch the other pieces together. Um, but with Yahoo, what we try to do is, as I mentioned, we, we sit on top of so many unique assets that we could be a walled garden. And we do see many in the industry going that direction or solidifying that direction because those first party assets will become even more valuable in the future where it's tricky to be tracking behaviors or tying back to identity. Um, But I, and I think our company firmly believes that partnerships is really what's going to help set the leaders apart in the future, because even though we do have all these unique assets, um, we also have a responsibility in the ecosystem and, um, it, it helps that we can identify strategic partners that have complementary assets and capabilities. And then together we can build something for the industry at large that, you know, may not otherwise exist. And we also understand, you know, from a marketer standpoint, it's tricky when you already have a lot of data fragmentation. Um, if that's even further <laughs> fragmented because you get all these walled gardens that hold their media separately Um, It's just going to be even more complicated to navigate and it might not be in the best interest for the consumer either because, you know, consumers obviously spend their time across different types of channels and, and being able to create some ways to help bridge that connection ultimately benefits everyone. Your, your consumer doesn't want to be bombarded with irrelevant ads, uh, super high frequency um, and your advertisers want to be able to help protect the way that they're messaging their brand. So Yahoo is just in a unique position because, again, consumer first, we do that for ourselves as a brand. And so we really understand it. And we can apply that through our technology, both of having an SSP and a DSP, which is, again, a little bit unique to us, 
um, powered by that 360 view of a consumer to help our advertisers really get the right messaging and creative in the right context for client or for consumers to be most uh, uh, receptive to it. Yeah, I wonder, I've kind of always been impressed um, with Yahoo, even back to the Verizon Media days, is just kind of, you've carved out a really good niche in the video space. Uh, and it's, you know, definitely one of the most popular platforms for our customer base. Kind of where do you see, I mean, obviously that market's really crowded. Um, where do you see Yahoo kind of fitting into the overall video uh, advertising space? Yeah, thanks. Um, we see that, we are a leader today and hopefully think that we're going to be a continued leader in the future. Again, it goes back to the partnership side of things. Um, I mean, ultimately a bunch of players in the space have really premium, unique, valuable inventory and or data assets. We think we have both when you talk about video, especially, but in CTV, I think, you know, that's an area where we're going to continue to partner. Uh, we don't currently have a first-party uh, CTV offering, so it's, it makes a lot of sense to be partnering in that space where we can also be really complementary to some of those um, TV and OTT partners who maybe don't have the footprint on desktop and mobile. And then again, that goes back to what I was saying about, you know, that partnership creates a great opportunity for our marketers and also our consumers because you want to be able to help communicate and um, be a part of that consumer journey in a seamless way that's really not disruptive. And that's kind of the best approach. So for us, when we think about video, it's actually you know, very important, CTV especially for us, advanced TV, uh, because for us, advanced TV is more than just CTV, it's also household addressable, um, is going to be and continue to be our emerging focus that's really important for us. But it's always been something that we fit naturally into an omni-channel solution. So for our, our solutions, you'll see that a lot of times we're not trying to only talk about video. We're trying to help marketers understand how that translates across native experiences, uh, as well as display and audio. Um, because even though there's a lot of focus on advanced TV and video, and rightfully, because it's such a high impact vehicle to communicate, um, I think we're at the point where you've seen the market mature so fast and you know how fast it'll evolve that once teams really get a good grasp of measurement and how to stitch things together for the media plans and strategies, that it's kind of a natural evolution that their next thing is, well, then how does video play into the bigger lens of not only omni-channel, but kind of all formats? Uh, so that's where we see that we have a unique position or at least semi-unique position. And we really try to think about that future. Yeah, it's a big challenge to solve. Would you say knowing that you cover all the ad types is your, like what's your typical buyer look like? Is it more agency based, more direct to brand? Is it, you know, if it's a more of a linear back traditional background or is it a, a digital buyer who's already buying those formats and just and wants to add other formats or. So we, because we had the legacy of Yahoo and AOL before they even acquired bright roll, um, it's been quite a few years that our portfolio isn't really skewed towards one direction. We have really strong brand direct connections um, and we also have really strong agency uh, relationships, especially with the people that came in, you know, early to programmatic as hands on keyboard and self-serve. 
Uh, we do see more of that merging now where there are more people who are leaning into programmatic, which is just following suit with the industry as well. Um, and then other than that, as far as like people who were kind of digital first versus more of the broadcast, I would say that traditionally we started with clients who were more digital because that's what we offered. Um, but we are definitely seeing an uptake as we're bringing on more clients that come from a traditional kind of broadcast background and move in. I think that again, follows suit with the industry because the industry is also seeing that convergence happen between those types of buying groups. Oh, definitely. You know, what do you see as the kind of the biggest challenge, um, kind of facing advertisers, you know, with the kind of planning, buying and, and measurement of video? So again, um, for the the biggest challenge in this cross-media space, I think, is the fragmentation. Um, the data fragmentation, of course, is something that we all are very aware of and, and know we need to solve for. And I would say also the content fragmentation. So um, I know a lot of focus is on convergent TV because we have all these players that are rising in the space, especially with new AVOD offerings. Um, and that's definitely a big focus area, but I think that if you take it a step further and you also look at it from the lens of emergent or convergent entertainment, where you're not only thinking about the programming on a kind of traditional TV standpoint, but you're considering just the nature of consumer behaviors and how they're engaging because we're all buying for that same time. Um, and that includes gaming it includes social, especially as we see TikTok and just like that explosive growth. Um, and TikTok just is an interesting place where it plays in this like social media content sphere. Like they very much are making a play for that same time again. That's where I believe we're going to continue to see challenges, especially with that walled garden approach, because we already know that some of those really valuable um, behavioral assets are generally walled gardens. So you couple the identity fragmentation with having the people who own kind of like the viewership behaviors being more walled garden with that. And then you have your social players who have always been pretty walled garden with theirs. Uh, it becomes a tricky place, I think, for marketers to try to navigate because again, it goes back to like, we all get it. We're all, we all have our, we want to be defending our place in this space. But as a marketer, you're trying to be able to kind of stitch that all together in a cohesive story to measure it as well. Um, and then I think that's going to be something that we will need to continue to try to do a better job uh, all as kind of stewards in the industry. Those of us who do hold big positions of having, uh, you know, some unique lens on that, at least to work with the measurement partners, which you do see some of those big names are at least working directly with the measurement partners to help unlock that. So I hope that we'll see more of that trend. Yeah, I'm interested to get your take. Uh, you know, recent guests, we were talking about how a lot of the challenges today, not only just measurement, but even quality media, you know, viewability and fraud and everything kind of reminds you of like 2012 and 13 with mobile, where it's almost like we're going through the same uh, cycle again. It, what do you think? I mean, with your background at, at ComScore, I'd, I'd be interested to see if you feel like some of this is deja vu. 
Oh, it's absolutely deja vu slash like PTSD when I saw everyone <laughs> being like, oh, we need to do attention metrics. And I was like, this is very similar to when we were releasing viewability and now viewability is table stakes. But when we were coming to market with viewability, um, I mean, just the like kind of confusion and the, the, the need to create more standards because there was all these different ways. People like understanding what viewability really meant, how it was captured. Uh, it is very reminiscent right right now of those early days. I definitely feel like this has been kind of a full circle journey <laughs> where yeah. um, it's it's fun for me because when I started in this space, you know, in my twenties and and growing up in this space, I was always thinking, you know, looking at looking at all these veterans in the entertainment and media side. And now I kind of in, in that place where I feel like I've seen that life cycle a little bit. And so now hopefully we can apply some of those things that we learned that helped get us here and, and find those synergies because it's, it is new, but in a lot of ways, it's not a completely unknown net new thing. And I think that that's generally kind of how I try to approach the situations too, because our space is always changing um, look for those kind of analogous areas that you can kind of apply those learnings to. Yeah, I joked I was going to go up, go back and dust off a memo and just do a find and replace for mobile with CTV yeah. and see how accurate it was if I read it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you look forward to being known, you have this omni-channel buyer. You know, what do you think five or ten years from now, kind of the media buyer of the future looks like? Yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping that the media buyer of the future is continuing to get deeper in data. I mean, I do have a bit of a bias because I am coming from the data side of things. But uh, if you look at the future trends and kind of who's going to be buying in that space, we do need people to start to rethink those blueprints. I think in our industry, we have a tendency to take something that was working um, at a certain time. And then as we see new opportunities, we kind of rinse and repeat and try to use that same playbook. So for example, uh, with TV, we, we would take the creative and when it became move, time to move it to digital, a lot of times it was the same creative that was just being like maybe reformatted a little bit and pushed into a video experience on web or mobile. And now we see on CTV too. And um, if you think about that, but you also just think about how that intersects with other dynamics that we see shaping what's going on right now. So, you know, another lens back is understanding that in the U.S. specifically, the just makeup of the population has shifted quite drastically, even from the last 20 years, where now we're seeing that there's a lot more cultural and, you know, racial diversity. We're seeing that um, there's a lot of a different makeup in terms of like household size and, and demographics in terms of age. Uh, you're seeing even in the job market, there's a lot of trends happening where people are rethinking about what motivates them and drives them. Um, so in the future, I think the buyer also needs to be aware of all these intersecting things that are happening and how then that needs to be thought about and informing creative uh, so I hope that that's what the buyer looks like is someone who is, is looking at the lens from not just the media angle, but really, again, going back to what's going on with our consumers, like what type yes. of dynamic shifts are happening? How does that need to be translated? 
Yeah, definitely. You know, just what, what information your audience can tell you, or I mean, there's so much uh, kind of gets left out of an Asian gender target or anything else that you can learn. Um, it's really valuable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, personally, we were really excited recently to, to partner with Yahoo um, on local measurement. What do you see as the main challenges and opportunities for advertisers uh, in kind of cross-channel, cross-screen measurement? Yeah, we are definitely really excited to be working with your team, um, especially to get kind of first look access to that measurement solution that I'm pretty excited for the advertisers to get a chance to kind of test out as well. Um, for the cross-screen measurement space, again, kind of going back on the touching points, like it's really going to be difficult for them to piece together because of the way the industry is right now with all the different fragmentations. So you want to work with third parties such as yourself who have at least touch points into different aspects. I think we all know that, especially if you're thinking about the TV to digital lens, you want the ability to be having kind of that gold standard blend of uh, set-top box data, ACR data, panel data, because of the way each of them complement each other uniquely. But in general, too, I think that, you know, this was this has been an ongoing thing that it was really tricky to get a total unified view of measurement. And and while there are definitely names out there, you are coming out with your solution. Now we see like iSpot, VideoLamp, Data Plus Math, ComScore, of course, and Nielsen's one, Nielsen one that's going to be coming. Um, it's it, it's still probably going to be tricky because, again, we're back in that space that reminds me of where we were before when I was at ComStore. Like, well, not everyone is actually measuring the same thing when they say that they're measuring cross-screen media. So the industry will probably need to come together to get a little bit more aligned on like what really counts. Um, how are you crediting the viewer? Is it the likely viewer by demographic or is it that they were in the household? Those types of things. And in the meantime, I'll say like that's why Yahoo kind of took the approach we did about three years ago when we were building our advanced TV suite. One of the reasons why I kind of like had plotted out this map with our partners of what we wanted to do is um, that we take that approach. We're really partner centric. We have um, we're vendor agnostic, meaning we'll work with we want to work with all of our clients um, measurement partners because we do believe in independent um, validated measurement through the industry. But we also think with the unique assets we saw on that we can sometimes build first-party solutions in that space that can be complementary. And so that's what we'll do with partners like yourselves, where we would have our clients look at what you provide as a source of truth. But on our side, we can give them you know, directional analysis that really is essentially um, giving added value back for every impression that they run through our platform with that analytics. And then that lens, again, as I mentioned, we're looking uh, in our cross-screen unified, our unified TV report, which is like cross-screen and cross-format uh, to help give them data points, which we see are really helpful, especially when they might not have the media budgets that meet the minimum sample requirements of a robust third-party solution. But when you can couple with that, uh, our first party, as long as we're seeing that we're directionally aligned, they can use our analytics to help inform test and learn opportunities um, or new channels. We've been doing that for CTV. We've been able to measure since like 2019 and digital at home. We started measuring in 2021 uh, for different types of measurement. So that's the example of what I would see for marketers. 
Excellent. We'll get you out here on a, c- a couple more questions. Um, you know, first, you know, what's one kind of major trend uh, in the ad space that you think is really important that nobody's talking about? So I think there are a few things that nobody's talking about in our space, um, which is why it is such a fun space to be a part of because there's so much learning and everything is always evolving. Um, I think going back again to what we were talking about as far as just understanding the intersection and the dynamics that are happening between socioeconomic changes and shifts to the consumer makeup and how that needs to be translated into also what's happening from a convergent entertainment, not just convergent TV space, then um, something that is probably not talked about quite as much is how that should then affect the way that we think about creative or um, content as a vehicle for creative. So especially when we see the announcements this week coming out of Amazon and Peacock and then um, I think like Netflix has been testing this too, because you can see they have been doing this uh, with some of their originals where they've been like putting in their own advertising. Uh, and again, with TikTok, uh, just having the ability to think about creative and content differently. So instead of having to form creative so early on that is really expensive, it, I think getting smarter about being flexible and data informed with creative, um, being more uh, experimental with the types of creative we use and the, the types of stories we tell of creative is an area that I hope we continue to see um, and really keeping that multicultural lens. So when it comes you know, to panel, again, going back to, do we feel like our panels are actually representative of the state of what consumers look like now, knowing that the makeup has drastically shifted I hope we'll continue to see partners like Streamlytics come into this space where they have a really cool offering to, to help provide a specific lens um, into African-American Black audiences. And then on the methodology and modeling standpoint, do we still feel like the same models we've been using are working correctly when we were modeling to census? Or do those things, <laughs> do those blueprints oh, yeah. need to have another look at them? Um And then, like I said, the last thing being really thinking about creative and content being a little bit more merged as potentially one in in the space that you can play in that arena. Because a lot of us are, we know CTV is huge, but if you think about who you're trying to chase with CTV, it's often, we're saying we're trying to reach the hard to reach audiences, who are audiences who are typically you know, younger, a lot of times the cord nevers or cord cutters. We grew up as digital nomads learning how to just tune out advertising. Um, so I think we need to be sure that we're coupling all of our fast paced momentum in delivering media to those spaces in the measurement pieces and in, in, in being flexible to kind of test and rethink those areas. Excellent. All right. We'll help our audience with their reading list. What, uh, you recommend one or two things for everyone to read to understand the space better. What would they be? Your newsletter, of course, that comes out. Thank you. in the mail. I always enjoy that. Uh, I think because our space moves so fast that a lot of times it's faster than formal publications. So continue to keep up on podcasts, um, and thought leaders in the space. But then a big thing for me is again, trying to understand the different things going on in the world and how they can actually intersect for this uh, industry. So I've been reading the book range 
Um, and that kind of is really what that is what I'm talking about there, where you take a look at um, something that might seem like a completely different environment and completely different scenario, but you can find how they actually are analogies and um, range goes into how in areas that are fast paced and often unknown, uh, the type of skill set you need is one in which you can find patterns and kind of through lines across things that would seem disparate, but actually that again, you can create an analogy and then that helps you apply logic to something that otherwise would be unknown. So that's a book that I would recommend um, for people interested in just who like that, that whole thing of like finding the through line. Um, it's a fun read. Excellent. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today and I know our audience is going to love the, uh, of the talk. So, you know, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be working with you. And again, this space is just an exciting place to be right now. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Screen Wars. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. You can find out more about Cross Screen Media at crossscreenmedia.com. Please don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter, State of the Screens. You can find us on social media at Cross Screen Media. Join us next time for more insights and analysis straight from the experts.